ask yourself, do I judge myself? Journal about it. Ask, are you judging yourself? Do you judge the way you look, how you act, how you speak, what, what you look like, what your friends are like, how much money is in your bank? If we're doing those things internally, well, it's a natural response mechanically through our nervous system that we're going to judge others. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, my loves, my special ones, our gentle listeners. We are so grateful you are choosing to expand your consciousness, your being, and your life with us. Myself and my love, Chase, are joined in this episode with our very special guest, Chris O'Brien. Okay, spoiler, Chris is a super dope human and you may want a notepad for this episode. He has so much wisdom and genuinely just wants to help others awaken and create their best reality. And actually, Chase and Chris have a lot in common, as you'll hear today. Chris grew up as an athlete playing basketball his entire life through college and then pro ball down in Mexico at age 26. Uh, this is when he started to actually get really sick, all different kinds of problems in his body, including GI issues. Like a lot of us who start to hit a health rock bottom in our late 20s, it happened to me, it happened to Chase, and it happened to Chris as well. Then in December of 2017, in his words, quote, I had a spiritual awakening and ever since then, the abundance I have generated has allowed me to research more things, question narratives, travel down wormholes, connect dots, unlearn and relearn, and come out better. And now everything I have learned via life experience, studying, reading, listening, meditation, intuition, and connecting with others, I want to share with the world. Can you guys already tell that this is a baller interview? Yeah. Okay. With all the division and unrest going on in the world, everything we talk about today is so relevant. Things like how to shed toxic parts of your life how to wake up to the wisdom inside of you, balancing your masculine and feminine, how to stop judging yourself and stop judging others, how to integrate after self-development and transformation, the four stages of learning, the incredible power and intelligence of water, that was super dope, and so much more. You guys are gonna absolutely love Chris. He is a master communicator and has the best visuals for bite-sized learning in a world that can seem really, really overwhelming at times. And he is a must follow on Instagram. He's at come out better. When you get done listening today, push that little arrow button and send this episode to your best friend or brother or coworker anyone you know who is actively trying to expand their life. You never know when the information you share actually changes someone's life. Thank you in advance and enjoy this episode with our good friend, Chris O'Brien. Okay, bye. All right, we are live. Thank you for joining us on The Medicine today, Chris. We are so happy to have you. I know this conversation is going to be epic. 
Absolutely. Thank you guys both. Thank you guys both for uh, connecting with me. And, you know, the universe brings people into your life at divine times. And we hit it right off with the things we both post and uh, chase you and me. And uh, it's really great. It's really great to connect with like-minded people, given everything we're, we're going through right now. So pleasure's all mine. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, so fired up to have you, man. Yeah, I knew, um, I knew right when somebody uh, recommended actually your page to me and the first, I forget the actual post that I saw, but I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, we're <laughs> yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be a good follow. And then you followed me back and we started talking about mushrooms and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this guy on. <laughs> and I actually heard you on another podcast. Um, and listening to your personal awakening, transformation, personal story, whatever you mm. want to call it was so impactful. Um, because I could, I could hear how genuine and authentic it was. And then also it really reminded me a lot of your beginning story, which we're going to get into for sure. Yeah. Reminded me, um, a lot of Chase's personal yeah. story. And I definitely want to hear, uh, we want to hear uh, that. And, and the listeners I know, um, are going to love hearing that. But first, before we jump into that, the question that we ask every guest is what do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? That is one of the greatest questions. And it's <laughs> a question I ask myself all the time. And to pause in the present moment and to answer that from my heart, I would definitely say, kind of to summarize it without just one word, the mistakes I've made in life the trials and errors, uh, the setbacks and failures, um, the mishaps, the obstacles, everything that went wrong. What I always like to kind of really state is my mess is someone's message. Someone's mistake is someone's message. So, so much of us maybe go through life with you know, this notion of trying to be perfect and trying to do the best we can with what we have. For me, it's how can I experience something and learn from something? And I like to you break down, you guys will hear me talk a lot about words, uh, the word like failure and failing same word but different constructs where you have failure as if you stopped <clears throat> you stopped you didn't reflect maybe you came to that conclusion that that was it and there's nothing more to improve on you kind of ended your chapter of your book and the person reading your book wants to keep going and wants to turn to that next page so failing is that first attempt in learning and i try to connect those dots where the things that kind of knock us down and those things that set us back we can look around and maybe compare ourselves to others we might now you know self sabotage creating those red light stories well everything in this reality that I'm becoming more aware of has that polarity. It has that inversion, that flip side, right? Flip the switch. And right now, zooming out, the collective, we're going through a complete flip through everything. Um, but to bring it back to people, any mistakes you've made in the past, what happens is we tend to deny them over and over. That's not me. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. Just embrace it was. And that was you at that time. And that was the best thing you knew to be true because there's no right, there's no wrong, there just is. And that was such a great... Um, transformation, a great affirmation for myself, my subconscious, all parts of myself was to fully now start embracing failures, embracing setbacks, leaning into resistance. Like my partner always mentions, um, she's, she's shown me so many great things and just coming to that place where you're accepting, understanding, acknowledging, and just meeting it with gratitude and love for all the mistakes, mis failures, setbacks, insecurities, imperfections. Um, so in a nutshell, Embrace your mistakes because that can be someone's greatest message. And that's just changed my life forever completely. Mm, that, that's beautiful. Such a, an amazing reminder too. We talk about this all the time. And again, you know, crazy aligned. Um, 
when you believe in polarity and balance, uh, like, you know, we do, and you've had those experiences of massive breakthroughs on the other side of struggle or on the other side of quote unquote failures, um, you can start to walk into those moments that start to feel a little bit shitty, almost with excitement, knowing that a potential, a portal has been created when you, Mm -hmm. when you dip into the, the struggle or when you dip into the potential failure because of, of this belief and this idea in everything is, is balance and polarity, there's an opportunity that counteracts this uh, potential negative on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the challenge is that that point is extremely slippery and so many people double down on that negativity or double down on that failure and find themselves in, in an even deeper mess before even taking the potential of walking through the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's that we all know it. You know, even though that's the thing with with different stages of learning, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, is just some of us know it, some of us don't know it. But that voice in the head, that other side of ourselves, that subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, the different parts of our brain that we're just becoming aware of within our own self, and that internal battle, you know, sometimes keeps us from chase coming to those kind of awareness and synchronicities and that connections within us. So totally resonates. That totally makes sense. And yeah, just being mindful and aware of meeting negativity with more negativity. But we tend to have this battle of like, I call it hot potato. We're taking each other's power. You know, my negativity could become yours because now it's leaving and projecting out instead of bringing it back in, sitting with it, feeling it, crying through it. That's a tough thing, especially for men, moving through that energy and transmuting it. And now next thing you know, that negativity becomes just uh, new neuroplasticity, right? So to speak of the brain. And we talked about mushrooms as well. So great, great topics, great points. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Something you said reminded me of a couple of things, but I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but something that blew my actual mind when I read it um, in the book, Original Blessing by Matthew Fox, he creates, or he rather speaks to these paths of, you know, the via positiva, the via negativa the via uh, creativa and then the via transformativa meaning that you have to have the polarity of the pleasure the love the the beauty the passion in life paired with the void the darkness the lows because that then gives way this to this creative energy that then allows you to transform and if everything was love and light and beauty and passion and, and, uh, you know, pleasure, there would be no opportunity for transformation because why do you need to transform? You know, right. Everything is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everything is perfect. Everything is light. And so it's really like, it, it is an important puzzle piece to the overall human or otherwise experience, you know, and, um, uh, really like, opening up and letting each of those segments and parts of you, like mm-hmm. your, your many selves have mm-hmm. a seat at the table yeah. and, and be okay with it. Like knowing that like, yeah, I have a past or yeah, I failed at that business or yeah, I did this or, but not like pushing them away because that takes way more energy than just allowing each self to sit at the table and recognize and then decide where you're going to go from here. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And a visual that just came in as you're speaking, you know, with, with sometimes not being able to see always love and light. Well, if you have a candle that's lit in a room, sometimes you can't see the candle, but when can you see is when you turn all the lights off. Now that light shines brightest. And another visual, I I get so many visuals. I have this, (laughs) this five in my human, my subconscious human design, whole nother topic in itself. 
but it's like when you said sitting at the table with yourself, what was that always that question growing up? Hey, if you can go back in time, who would you want to have lunch with? Yeah. I'm just like, wait a minute, I want to have lunch with myself. I'm getting <laughs> I want to have lunch with myself a hundred years ago. Where was I? And that's yeah. how I figured itself. But I, just, I get these visuals as you guys are flowing and speaking. So that yeah, that's again great, great points. So good. So good. You must have like visual gifts, like, you know, we talk about the Claire, all the different Claire's, mm -hmm. like clairvoyant, and we all have uh, one of my friends, Christina, she, she has uh, kind of intuitive gifts and she talks about the different Claire's and like how things come to you. Like, it seems like, you know, things are shown to you in like pictures and words. And like, I noticed mm -hmm. that your content on Instagram, it's, you're breaking down so much things that I'm like, I've seen that word 1 million times in my life and never thought about <laughs> this breakdown. Um, is that just natural for you? Have you always had that? Or like, when did that turn on for you? So I think growing up, I had it playing sports. I had trim like the number one trait I had like on college scouting and like scouting reports of other teams was the guy's court, my, me, the guy, me was court vision. My court vision and my IQ was through the roof. Like I could literally look that way and I could see a guy running behind me to a spot and I would throw the ball right there. It was just wild. So that probably was when those gifts were really started to harness and then just kind of going forward. I have this notion of really diving deep. I'm sure again with with adaptogens and mushrooms and psilocybin and so many amazing things that I'm learning about the brain. Um, I'm all left-brained, like in terms of like the human design. I'm left, 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 left brain, which is all analytical and structure and words. And my partner, who I've been blessed to to know for 12 years, she's all right-brained. So mm -hmm. she taps into the visuals. She taps into the images. So I've been able to kind of I call it the dance of bridging the left and the right brain together where a word can be said and then a visual can be seen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just see the word, but we don't see the image. And it's like becoming your own detective in your mind. And it becomes overloading because it's, you know, we're in an age of information and there's a lot of information on the, like you said, a click of a button. We see it unconsciously over and over. And that's where I always say like, like that pause for clarity. Just pause for a second. Stop right in the moment. What does yeah. that word mean? Like the word death, you know, the phoenix rising, the death and rebirth. Well, you say death to 100 people and they, they get cringy. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, it's a rebirth, right? So that's just the power of words. And I think it started at an early age and it's now coming together beautifully. And um, that's why I just feel called to express. Yeah, and the things that I share on, uh, on social media, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you put such interesting, thought-provoking content out and I'm, I'm loving it. But um, rewind a little bit if we can to, because you have a really, I mentioned it earlier, really um, powerful transformation, awakening story to the wonderful human that you are today and continuing to grow to be. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, your past? And you mentioned you, you played ball. Can you talk about a little bit of your past and then how that led into um, your awakening or whatever you want to call it? Yeah. I don't know what, the, what the word would be for you, but it, hearing your story and knowing it, it's, that, seem, that word seems fitting to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Awakening. I, I like to say even remembering just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just remembering who I am. I'm remembering what I've always been. And, and then I'm awakening to it. I love the, the siren, the confirmation. I've done podcasts in the past. I kid you not, guys, I've already tapped into this. Every time there's been a siren. Wow. wow. So confirmation. So That's it is. Cool. Um, so, this, so yeah, this really shifted. If you guys met me, you know, about four years ago, you'd be talking to a different person. You know, same Chris O'Brien, same title, same name. 
completely different person. It was December 2017 that I had this quote unquote, you know, awakening, this this out of body experience that I know so many people go through different phases of it and they call it different things. Like you said, they they have different, you know, whether it's numbers, a life, uh, a life changing uh, moment, a near death experience, an out of body experience um, before that all happened. Again, I've, I've been blessed to be next and surrounded by a woman, Jilly, uh, the water priest is my partner for 12 years. And she's been putting these breadcrumbs, these little seeds in my lower self, just to like let them sit and, bl and bloom. And it finally got to this point where December 2017, I laid in my bed just three years ago, almost to, to last month, three years ago to this day, I laid in my bed and I had left my body. And remember, for those watching, I don't know what astral projection is. I don't know what out of body is. I'm just a guy, 20, I think 27 years old, at living in a beach house. Probably I think I was at the bar the night before. No idea whatsoever about multidimensional, any of these you things. You weren't like searching, you oh. weren't trying to make this happen. No, I mean, it got to a point and it was in, I was going through kind of a rough stage of my life, but I didn't share it with people. I, I, I was in that, that, that wounded masculine, I'm, you know, Chase, and like we, we go through these, not showing those emotions. So obviously a lot of energy was built up in this, in this vessel within me. And it got to a point where now my body, my astral self, whatever you want to call it said, okay, it's, it's time. It's the, this is the wake up call. We got to get this happening. So I left my body. I was outside of my body for three hours and it was from 9am to about noon. I remember that time. I'll never forget it. Nine to 12. After that, I was above literally on my roof, on my ceiling, looking down at myself. And I had like the term sleep paralysis where you can't really move, but you're aware of yourself. Um, and then I finally came back in and that's where, like we said, the voice started. Now the voice wasn't a male, the voice wasn't a female and the voice wasn't even speaking in language. It's almost like maybe you're saying like I was reading a teleprompter in my mind and I had no idea who was writing the script. Mm -hmm. I come to believe then obviously it's my, you know, God, my higher self, all things connected and words like detox started coming in words like, um, acid, alkalinity, um, CBD, uh, psilocybin, um, um, what else, uh, politicians, corruption, illusion, deceit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, and it took me a while to start to integrate all the things and it wouldn't stop. And next thing you know, I'm coming across these pages on social media that I wasn't searching for. I think someone sent it to me or I found it on the explore page and it started with Dr. Sebi. And it started with a man who, you know, talked about electrical living foods, electrical body, having these electrical synapses in the body. And for me, I was a personal trainer at the time. I was calories, protein, five meals a day, uh, workout five days a week. I was in the literally deep in that stereotype of, you know, 6'4", 200 pound, Orange County athlete, personal trainer living on the, it was deep. I was fully in that program. And then I started unprogramming. And then I mm -hmm. came across more, you know, quote unquote, the, the conspiracy word. I went down that wormhole and it just happened really fast. A lot of people asked me, you changed so fast. And I, and I actually agree with them. I said, I know mm. I, I wasn't in the cards for myself, but obviously on a higher lens it was. And then fast forward after a couple months of really diving uh, really into health, it started with my health. And I think that's so important for those watching is sometimes we look at the outside world and especially today and we're trying to control things. We're trying to take in so much outside of us and we forget what we can control. We forget that 
we choose when to drink water. We forget that we choose what we consume and what we eat. We choose about our breath and what choices we make. And that's where it had to start with me. That's where it did start with me. So I started changing my diet. Um, I, obviously, I was already uh, had changed my water. So I, I, I feel looking back and reflecting that the water for years was literally kind of activating different parts of my being, which is a conversation we can get to in a second. But um, it got to this point where things started getting a little bit more clear. I started, um, you know, eating less. I started almost fasting. I started, I started a detox. I started a 10 day cleanse. I was like, I've never done this before. I can't eat green, green juice two times a day. Chlorophyll. What the heck is that? I, where's, <laughs> where's my pre-workout? Where's my amino acids? My BCAAs, man. All your muscles. You got to eat every two or three oh. hours, man. You got to, you got to, and if you're fasting, you got to get those BCAAs. Oh, have to. Gosh, it was such a journey. And I was 240 pounds, you guys, but I was built like I was built like I was you know, 8% bot, like all humbleness. I was a personal trainer and I was obsessed with fitness and yeah. for other re for many other reasons though. And that's, that's a deeper topic too. And what had happened just to kind of tie this, this little, honestly, this four month time frame, April comes around and I get a call from my mom. And remember those prior four months, why was I learning about acid and alkalinity? Why was I learning about detox? Why was I learning about mucus and inflammation? Then I started, why did I start learning about pharmaceuticals? And that was really the starting point of like how holistic health was outlawed, you know, back in 1910 with the Flexner report and how we've changed our healthcare system. Well, here's what happened. My mother called me April, April 2nd or April 8th, the first week of April. And she said, Chris, do you have a second? And her voice was scattered and she told me, your father has just been diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Mm. And I broke. I, I broke to my knees in my gym. My, my, my paradigm of what I thought to be true had vanished. My whole notion of what life is had disappeared because now you get faced with the whole, you know, cancer word with a father who has, you know, is closer, best friend, best, not wow. even close. I was I'm almost maybe too close if there's such a thing with, with my father. And then I broke down completely. And after I broke down, I realized I had purchased so much fear out it yeah. all came together and I started seeing everything I started oh. seeing okay what are we going to do here going forward you know he's taking the western medicine route I'm going to do my best all I can not to control him but to give him all the tools he needs um, the holistic route the water um, the green juices the the you know the grounding just a deep breathing some meditation and that was the I don't want to say battle but it was the journey that I've been on up until he passed away just a few months ago. Mm -hmm. um, it just got to a point where I could write a book about these last couple of years, but in a nutshell, it went from an awakening to an exploratory phase very fast to now a life-changing news break with my father in cancer to then, I mean, and then Chase, like you were mentioning, I lost about 40 pounds. I started fasting. I, I, I cut out all, you know, all animal-based products, um, all those different things, fasting, detoxing, and I was just with him in this journey and as I shed all that weight, it was so much emotions I was shedding. There was so much emotions in my tissue, my fascia, my lymphatic system, my colon, my chakras, my pineal gland, um, pancreas, everything just started just wringing out the sponge. And the more I cleansed my body, like you guys are now, we, as we're knowing, more, the more was coming in. I became that antenna. Yeah. I became this channel. Well, and all of a sudden, where is this information coming? When I first woke up? that's where it's coming. It was the wake up call within myself to remember 
this clean vessel, this, this temple that God divinely gave us is a temple for um, divinity, for light, for all things, good and bad, to be expressed and moved through, to then be shared out with the collective for us to come together to create this new paradigm. And that just all happened very, very quickly. And there's so many more key points, but that was in 2017, 2018, was the year where I truly died, my phoenix died, and then coming out of it just in the rising in the last couple of years until here we are today being able to share um, that journey in itself. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of what happened and there's so many other details, but yeah. it's, it's been a blessing. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm grateful for. Uh, incredible, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank um, you. You know, one of the things I wanna go back to a little bit that you mentioned, I think you said the abused masculine Mm -hmm. um, and then as you talk about the shedding, obviously in, in physicality, that's the weight, right? And, and some mm -hmm. of the detoxing, but did that pertain a little bit to your abused masculine or, or go into that, uh, that term a little bit and what that means for you? Um, and then those things that you were shedding, what were some of those things and where do you think they came from potentially? Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, well, I, I like to, you know, zoom out again. That's my, I like a term I like to use zooming in on your present reality. So here we are, we're zoomed in on a podcast. We zoom out and we can actually reflect a little bit. We can kind of almost leave our body and look back where these things started. So a lot of times people blame things outside of them and we blame, you know, we weren't told this or it was shown that or my person this, you know, there's a system that's been in place to keep men from tapping into their emotions, so to speak, because it's labeled as weak. It's to keep men from, you know, saying I love you to another guy because that's, that's very soft. It's to keep men from being feminine, which when you, when I heard that, I thought lipstick and high heels. I kid you not, that was my program. That was the abuse masculine instead of the feminine energy of yeah. resting, receiving, the breathing, woman. the divine woman. Exactly. We have both of these energies within us. And I had no idea. I was, remember, I'm all, I'm all left-brained. So that program was so deep in my left brain, which was that wounded masculine. Um, growing up playing a sport was not easy either because you know, you know, unless it was the last game of the season, you lost at the buzzer. Okay. Crying is okay. Come on now. You're tired. You can't cry. You, you get chewed out and it hurts your feelings. Don't you dare cry. And you know, my father passed these traits on, but he didn't know. And even then the beauty, beautiful part of this, and I didn't even mention the last two years, me and my father have been able to exchange more energetic and emotional cleansing than I have in 30 years with him. Wow. And that's a part that most people don't know about me and my father. I've seen him cry more in two years um, than I have in 30. And he's seen me cry more in two years than he has in 30 years. And I believe we both healed each other. And that gave him this peace of mind that everything is going to be okay, no matter what happens to him. So, you know, the abusive masculine, it's, it's rampant in society um, from fitness, from nutrition to lifestyle, competition, ego, being first. Uh, look at the information. Look at the news you know, let's throw out accuracy and legitimacy. Who's first to report? Who's right. first on the scene? I'm here. I'm, I'm first. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm here. You know, competition, not cooperation. Um, you know, getting away from community and collaboration and looking at ways that how can I beat you? Um, you know, uh, one man, all the women need to chase me when in reality, yeah. where's who's chasing who, you know, who's chasing what? And so the, Thing, another thing that I really learned was how much energy is held in tears. And that's a powerful thing because how oh, much yeah. energy literally in that tears are connected to our heart. And it baffled me and I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder it's so hard for men to cry because it's not that they have no tears, their heart is just so wounded. Yeah. They were, they were, this pattern was passed to us for 
generations and ancestors, lineages, all the way down to now to a point where, you know, a tear that comes out of a man's eye, today things are changing, but in the past, oh my gosh, you know, all of a sudden you're considered that weak spot. Um, and then Chase, you were saying, I think, how have I, what was that other part you were asking? Some of the, well, uh, one, I want to say like, oh man, I, I so resonate with all of that. It, mm. God forbid you uh, want to bring on like a feminine moment in your life as a man, right? Right, right. And be a nurturer for the people that you love, whether that's a man or a woman. Um, God for you know, God forbid you, you, or yourself, and, and, yeah, or yourself, um, mm -hmm. nurturing qualities like soft, gentle, gentleness. And for me, when those things were turned, um, away, they were compartmentalized and they actually, I'm so, so like, so evidently manifested in rage or mm -hmm. anger or mm -hmm. like, like in sports, for instance, like yeah. I can't tell you how many like technical fouls I used to get from what I swear was a compartmentalized, like very gentle nature that I have, but wow. it came across as like absolute rage. Right. Um, so I definitely, God, I definitely resonate with that. I, um, yeah. Love it. I, I was the complete opposite. I didn't get no technicals because I literally bottled my emotions so much. Like when there was a fight, <laughs> I would just go sit down and go drink water. Like I was oh, wow. just, I, I, I was, I was so bottled up to get involved in something because I was afraid of what I was literally afraid I would hurt somebody because I didn't know what my emotions would express mm -hmm. once they were fully unleashed. So now I remember what you're saying, Chase, of like, how did I, yes, I shed a lot of weight, like physical weight. Um, and what still is fascinating when you learn about the fascia of the body and you learn about the water of the body, we're, I lost a lot of water weight. And I'm not talking about like not drinking some water here and there, you know, some, our tissue is 75% water. Our blood is water, you know, our lungs. So as I kept shedding, water has memory and water has this cellular memory of emotions. It has cellular memory of uh, traumas. It has memory of, um, you know, response factors of the words you speak. And that was another huge shedding chase was I started changing and shedding the words I was speaking to myself. Mm -hmm. If you put a microphone in this head, you would turn it off in five seconds back then. You would turn on, like I would be censored every day on Twitter if you were hearing the stuff <laughs> I was saying in my head to myself, because I was afraid yeah. to speak it. I was afraid there was, I didn't feel safe to express it my whole life because you know the friends, the family, nothing against them. It's just, there wasn't gonna be a safe space to do that. And I didn't even know what a safe space was. Yeah. Um, so I did shed a lot of weight. I shed a lot of water weight. I shed a lot of emotional baggage. Um, just a lot of subconscious programs, subconscious patterns of this human operating system that is divinely created for us. Just rewiring. I started rewiring the words I was speaking. I learned about affirmations um, instead of limitations. I, I started learning about, you know, what it is to meet yourself where you're at. And definitely the words are so, so important because we speak 10 to 20,000 words a day. And most of those words are spoken in our head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And every single word, you know, like you said, I mean, just like you hear it all day, every day, the same word over and over health, life, death, energy. But what do those things mean to you? Not what do they mean? What do they mean to you? And that's when I started discovering what certain words meant to me, what certain emotions meant to me and how I can move through them. Um, and I started moving that energy in motion. And I started now practicing yoga, which opened up more of my body. I started diving in deeper to my hips um, into my, you know, my, my womb area. I had no idea men had wombs. Like, what is that? And yeah. these are little more again. And, it, and it's all, everything I'm saying for those watching, it's all within me. It's all within us. It's not outside of us. 
Right. Everything outside is within us. So the more I discovered about the male physiology, our sexual energy, another topic in itself, you know, what we're doing with our sexual energy, our eyes, our intention, our kundalini, our life force, um, you know, attraction, you know, magnetism, sexual energy, um, learning that I was abusing it and I was using it to manipulate people and women and, you know, forgiving myself for that and going through that purging cleanse and just really taking my power back. And as you shed all these emotional baggages, the body starts getting back to that homeostasis. And that homeostasis is where I know millions right now are getting back to. It's just kind of returning to that zero point. And it's a rough ride. It's a bumpy one. Um, and it's also a smooth one. It's just kind of what you make of it. So uh, yeah, the topic in itself of the, the toxic masculine, the suppressed feminine, and now I, I believe those are flipping. This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Immune Intel AHCC. If this is the first time you're hearing about AHCC, it's a cultured mushroom product that comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of the shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30, yes, three zero years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, Lyme disease, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system by increasing the number and activity of your immune cells and the chemical messengers they use to communicate. So the physiology of the entire body is positively affected. If you want to learn more about AHCC, you can go back and listen to episode number 45 of this podcast, where Chase and I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about AHCC. If you or someone you love needs AHCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmimifit.com. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo. Mm-hmm. It really seems like you just created so much space. Yes. And what, what might seem like Great point. You know, maybe even overwhelming just to listen to you and all the, all the downloads you were getting and uh, this fervor for new information and things that you'd never heard of before, that may sound like intimidating for, for a listener, for instance, like, totally. oh my God, I have a complete overwhelm. I'm interested in one or two of these things, but where do you know, I even start? Where do I even start? Yeah. But what I love about what you're saying is you're, you're emphasizing create the space. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you clear that space, what it seems like is that fervor, that fire for receiving mm. uh, information is is significantly easier, maybe even more natural mm-hmm. um, versus trying to stack things on top of your current yeah. scenario. I think that's so that. common. We've talked about it before, but <laughs> I don't think anyone, many people, I will say, I think the majority of people don't have a problem bringing things in and listening and learning and absorbing and, you know, there is a constant barrage of information, as we've mentioned. The real ninja life skill is actually emptying and getting quiet and mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. thinking, you know, getting past that boredom stage of like, okay, I'm sitting here and nothing is entertaining me for, you know, it's been two minutes now or whatever. Getting past that boredom point to the point where you think to yourself or you allow yourself to even wonder, mm-hmm. what do I, 
what am I actually feeling? And, and what am I actually, what do I actually think mm-hmm. versus absorbing and taking on into your, your structure, other people's opinions and thoughts mm-hmm. and beliefs and what you should be doing for your life to be different or to change or to lose weight or to, you know, <sighs> there's just so much that's constantly coming <laughs> at us. And totally. I love that reinforcement, Chase, you speaking to it too, um, just echoing how important it is for each and every one of us to get still and to get quiet and Mm -hmm. just allow whatever is there to to come up and to acknowledge it and to understand, you know, oh, that's what I, that's what I'm actually feeling and thinking inside my own body. Wow. Wow. Great. So good. I, my visuals are going through the roof right now. Um, no, I love it. I know what Chase said. It's like, we're trying to, you know, there's a closet full of stuff, like it's coming out of the edges and we're trying to put more into that closet. Yeah. And Chase just said, why don't you just start pulling stuff out of the closet and creating more space? You know, yeah. the process of elimination, I think for those that are watching and instead of where do I start, what do I do next? Well, just stay where you are and what can you eliminate first in yeah. your life? What's one choice you can do, you know, eliminate first, maybe not overnight, but little stuff, maybe just, you know, drinking less, um, moldy coffee, so to speak, and going more to an adaptogen coffee. That's huge. You guys, that is huge, huge, huge. It's not ditch coffee for the next five years. Whoa. That's now, now you're now that's a lot. That's where we get overwhelmed. And again, with the information world we live in, um, you said it best sometimes. And if not all, almost all times, less is more. You know, less is more because the less you consume in, the more you can probably come to your own conclusion that can manifest out and help others. So those are great, great terms. And yeah, just seeing that closet overflowing or that blender smoothie, we keep stuffing in more fruit. It's like, just maybe just take that big banana out and chop it up to little bananas. Still a great banana, but just those little things. And that's the zoom in phase uh, that I always talk about, like what you can control, what you can eliminate, and then what you can add. Like when Chase said, when you can create that space. Great, great points. Love it. I like the visual too. I think sometimes when I'm sitting in meditation, I actually visualize a a mirror in my heart space. Oh, good. And just sitting and actually imagining myself like first observing how clear is that mirror that I'm able mm-hmm. to reflect back? Like what's, what's coming at me? How am I reflecting that back to people, which ultimately I want to be love and light and goodness and kindness and, and lift, lifting people up. Right. And first it's observing how clear or murky is that? And then actually taking action to let me wipe away some, some scum that's been accumulating. Maybe I've been, <clears throat> you know, absorbing too much negative energy from what's going on in the world. There's a lot of, there's a fine line between staying informed and being informed constantly by other people rather than your own, your own self and intuition. And so like, okay, maybe I, maybe I'm wiping away, you know, my own internal heart space mirror so that I can better reflect back to people what, Mm. what I truly want, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, only love and light. It's not yeah. always perfect, but that's ultimately what I want. I love that visual. Totally. And integration, that term, that word integration. And I, I, don't even, I didn't even know how to spell that word years ago. I don't even know what that word integration is. That like a, is that like a geometry word? Integration. <laughs> it's like that space where you clear the mirror and you see those things and you, you take some time. There's no rush, you know, time's that linear construct we always, we always mention, but creating that space for integration 
of new things you're learning from, you know, your guys' show, from other people's Instagrams, from podcasts, from books you read. But then instead of just jumping to that conclusion, which most can do, and I've even caught myself doing, it's taking that time in between to then let it anchor into your body yeah. and to really use that discernment, you know, really feel it out of, okay, oh, wow, that does make sense. I'm, you know, that I didn't share that when I did because I was so, you know, in that fight or flight or I need to just, you know, slow down a little bit. So I think for those watching too, integration is key for any kind of, whether it's, you know, a, a ceremony, a plant medicine, a new audio book, a seminar, or just a post on Instagram, just taking yeah. that pause, that three second pause for clarity um, has been a game changer. So I love that, that, that mention as well. Awesome. I'm curious for, for, you know, as you're, as you're saying all this, I, I love it and I'm, it's resonating and it's something that it's such a good reminder for me as a, almost like a junkie for self-development, you know, yeah. it's also a fine line of like making sure that you're able to integrate for you specifically for someone who is, you know, even just in this conversation, you're like, Oh, I'm getting so many visuals, you know, these images and words are coming into me. Obviously you have a steady flow of information, even just from your own, you know, awareness and consciousness. Mm -hmm. How do you sift through that? Um, what are some, what are some key things that you do personally to, yeah. like, Hey, I need to like stop for a moment and really bring into and, and make sure that that actually landed with me or, or understanding which parts need to land with me. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, I think you're just doing it. Just the questions you can ask yourself. So I, I love questions. I always talk about question everything. And sometimes people think I'm just questioning things outside of myself, like the system, the, the health, you know, I'm talking a lot more question the stuff within you. You know, yeah. why would I want to share this? Why, what is this all about? How does this impact me? Or how could this inspire someone? When was this published? Who sourced this information? Where does this come from? And then I can start coming to those conclusions based on the questions I asked. Um, another thing that definitely helps with identifying kind of the information I bring in, I would definitely say is for those, again, in a simple way, letting your emotional body sit with information. I know there's an old adage term of uh, let me sleep on it. Yeah. Let me sleep on it. And that's powerful because yes. in 24 hours, energy shifts and that same energetic thing you learned or came to a conclusion about all of a sudden turn into something else because life is always just constantly fractaling. It's constantly shifting. We're living in this universe that's constantly changing. So we could talk about something today and tomorrow I can wake up and go, Mimi, I just, complete opposite of what I meant was this, right? Not that it happens often, but I think for those, check in with your solar plexus, check in with your gut, you know, check in with your heart, uh, sleep on it. If there really is no clarity, you might have an emotional authority um, or you might have a sacral authority where you know in the now moment. I'm an emotional authority. So for me personally, um, sleeping on things, giving it some space, letting my emotions calm down if it triggered me definitely helps. And then I also like to use this, you know, a visual again, you know, I'll look at something like this bottle and you guys can have a different perspective on it. So I try to sometimes look at different perspectives of one thing and then see how other people could see that mm -hmm. one thing differently. Right. So I, the word, the, the word, exactly. The words I like to stay away from and I choose to stay away from is you should, mm -hmm. you need to, you have to. The moment you say that you just now almost in a way took someone's power and telling them what to do. Yeah. And so the information I share is, Hey, take what you want, you know, all power to you to make the choice of watching this video. I say it every time I do a live, every time I do a post, um, because I, I can just see someone doesn't see a blue bottle. Someone sees glass. 
someone sees water, someone sees maybe plastic, they think this is plastic. Someone might see alcohol, a blue bottle at, at, a, at a, a, a club or something. Yeah. There's no right or wrong, it's just those different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, that's so beautiful. And I have an empathy practice because it's something that I've definitely had to upgrade mm-hmm. my, my software on. Mm. Um, and it's similar to that, but I'm definitely gonna be adding that to it, taking that idea, that picture of, hey, this bottle or this bouquet is the center of the table and there's nine people around this table and I'm going to sit in each one of their spots, um, whether that be through my interactions with coworkers or friends or partners. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. I love that. I'm definitely taking that into my yeah. empathy practice. That's, that, that's a good video because, for example, if my father just died last week and I see flowers, I think funeral. Mm. If Mimi you know, just got a promotion at her job, she now saw Chase, congratulations. Right. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, to me, those flowers are sad. To Mimi, those are love. Mm. But at the end of the day, they're flowers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and that's 7.7 billion people are going through that right now. And you're seeing it on yeah. everywhere. And that's why it's hard to come to similar conclusions um, until that point where collectively we all meet at that same space, which we're, is, is where we're going and which we are probably becoming right now. So yeah, that's another, that's a good one, Chase. Yeah. Flowers on a table. So many meanings. Awesome. There's so many, (laughs) I'm trying to spin it in a positive light here. There's right now, there's Mm -hmm. so many opportunities to resist division and to apply empathy and unity and realizing like, I, you know, I've, I've said this to other, others in my life, but there's never really been a more prominent time in my life where I could literally be walking down the street and someone coming towards me just based on what they do or do not have on their face, on their hands, on their, you know, the bubble that they're trying to create. I instantly have an opportunity to, to think to myself, wow, they are living a completely different life lifestyle or a way of thinking or a way of being than I am. I've never been able to do that ever in my life, you know, uh, and that opportunity for judgment and division is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding myself, I I really want to resist that, that um, low hanging fruit of judgment. And, um, and that's a very small example right now. There's, there's Mm -hmm. bigger examples happening, you know, socially, Mm -hmm. of course, for division and stuff, but how do you, I I, I'm wondering for someone who has recognized that also in themselves, someone listening, I know I'm not alone here where it's like, I don't want to have judgmental thoughts immediately about the person. Yes. I can't help it because I'm looking at them, you know, like, how do you, does that resonate at all with you? And, and how would you in, inspire or encourage someone listening to like, Hey, we need to resist division and judgment right now and move mm-hmm. toward unity, oneness, and like the collective kind totally. of consciousness that you're talking about. I know. Totally. No, great. I, and then my first thing I go back to is questions. And the first thing I would do is ask myself, am I judging myself? on certain things in life. That's, that's always a, an important thing. Cause next thing you know, how many times do people ask themselves that, am I judging my own self? And that's a hard thing to do because our ego doesn't want us to ask if we're judging ourselves because our ego judges us. Uh, another thing that is very eye-opening and, and important. And a reminder that I like to have is yes, everyone is on their own timeline and be mindful and aware if you are in a fight or flight mode, 
And, I, and if you don't know what that is, it's when our nervous system is over sympathetic. It's just in a place where all of a sudden you see something, it triggers you, bleh, judgment. You, you see a, a news channel or a piece of information or an action of someone else. And instead of that pause, that, that breath drops you into the feminine. It drops you right into the parasympathetic. Just one breath. If you're watching this, try one breath. You literally, I, again, I got some chills right there. Just like that, the, the water in your body changes and no podcast, no person, not me, not you, not us can do that for you. That's where you bring it back to that present moment. So sometimes when we're out of the present moment and we're going and we're going and we're going because information overload, the person <laughs> on the bus next to us just drank a liter of, you know, moldy coffee and is now <laughs> stressed out, going crazy, anxiety. Um, now we we get caught in that paradigm. We get caught in that bubble. Our bubbles merge. So when you see something, hear something, um, something triggers you or something you just like, and it eats you up inside, take a deep breath as easy as simple as it sounds it's a game changer and it's practice it's not going to happen overnight it's practice and it's a skill that you continually to remind yourself yeah. and ask yourself do i judge myself journal about it ask are you judging yourself do you judge the way you look how you act how you speak what what you look like what your friends are like how much money is in your bank if we're doing those things internally well it's a natural response mechanically through our nervous system that we're going to judge others yeah. and then ask yourself, how can I get myself into this more resting state? Mm -hmm. Grounding, breath work, simple meditation, um, getting off technology, going into nature, um, just closing your eyes, stretching, yoga, implementing those things you can control. Next thing you know, you're walking by the street and you see someone, you just, you smile, wave, and you might make their day. Mm -hmm. Right. And you find that inner peace within. Yeah. yeah. Big, big nasal breath, mm -hmm. realizing that that this life is a mirror. Oh, I love and, that. And something you said, another siren. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's a big one. Um, something you said <laughs> reminded me, um, you know, a questioning, your, is there a place where I'm judging myself? And what mm -hmm. am I speaking to myself? And I think that that, I wish this was something that was taught to us from a very young age. Sorry, everybody. Wow. <laughs> was, no, it's perfect. Perfect. What's going um, on? A little island over here. I wish this. I wish this could be taught to us from age yeah. zero. You know, yeah. um, you can only love others as much as you love yourself. Beautiful. And you know, like you said, tell me that three, four years ago, I would have been like, I love myself, but <laughs> I, I was not. I, 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 you know, listeners know my story, but like similar to you where it's like you think that going in the gym and, and wrecking yourself every day to get more likes or more haulers right. or mm -hmm. to get people to like you or think you're some you know attractive or whatever that that's somehow loving yourself and it's not yeah. <laughs> and so um i wish that we could just like adopt them from a very very young age that what you how you see yourself what you tell yourself is ultimately the cap on what you can express to your partner, yeah. to your family, to your friends, to the people you love and to strangers and to the world, to God, to the earth. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It starts with our internal dialogue. Yeah. yeah. And, and what would you say, Chris, to someone who maybe, maybe they're hearing your six foot four, 240 pounds, the completely shredded, absolute <laughs> beast. 
and they go, I kind of want that though. <laughs> like, or you're, you're talking to that person who's in a similar space and they're like, yeah, this sounds awesome, man, but I'm really not willing to give up this gym tan laundry life that I got going on mm -hmm. um, or this, uh, watching football every Sunday for nine hours and crushing beers the entire time type lifestyle. That's a little mm -hmm. bit numbing. Um, what would you say to those types of people? Yeah. First, again, I like to ask a question. So when I talk to somebody like that, I first ask, hey, do you mind if I share a perspective maybe outside of your normal thought process? Mm, I like the, that. the moment they say yes, their energy shifts to receive. Mm, if they that. go no, okay. And that's it. That, that's the first thing. It's as simple as that. And that simple like, question. Yeah. yeah. You create this word, you create a safe space with the words you speak. So you create a nice little safe bubble. To when you speak to someone. So for those watching, do you guys mind if I share a perspective and such? And yeah, of course, there you go. You now just entered pretty much into their subconscious and they might not have any idea. Two things, again, I like to ask. So if someone asks, if we're to someone ask me that, or I, I don't want to go through that, I don't want to give up my life and my routine. I'll just ask them two things. It's either a why and then a how. The why is more the right brain which for most men, especially that disconnection of the right brain is common um, because of the masculine shadows, so to speak. So the why is either distorted or not clear, or the why is because it's something outside of them is why they're doing it. Right. So we, I asked them those questions. Hey, yeah. Why do you want to keep working out seven days a week? Well, I want to look this way. Why do you want to look this way? Well, you, and it's that like a kid does our inner child. Why mom? Why? 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 You're why? peeling back why? layers. Why? layers. Next thing you know, they get to the point. Well, when I was little, this girl, you know, made fun of me in class. And mm -hmm. it's because I was, I was overweight. That's the why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An inner child wound. But yeah. to get there, one, acceptance, permission to receive any kind of question or information. And then two, the why helps dive deep into the subconscious, the right brain. And now after we uh, understand it, now left brain divine masculinity is how. How can we heal that? How can we now transmute that? How can you take what you just discovered, Mike, and now put it into practice where why yoga could be appealing and this is how yoga could help. Mm -hmm. And now it's you paint the full picture. There's no missing gap. Sometimes when we talk to each other with communication or having these sensitive topics with other people, especially men um, that I've, I've connected and, and worked with, coached with, um, is if there's gaps in our conversations, if there's the gaps in communication, the programs and the subconscious, like Mimi, you mentioned as a kid, one through seven, they're going to fill those gaps with what they only know to be true, not what they know to remember that was what always was. And so to summarize that, it's asking the why, asking the why again, asking permission to ask the why, and then it'll get to a point where they either keep going or their ego or whatever they're at, they're going to, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. And that's where they're at. And that's where you go. That was awesome, man. Like that was perfect. Thanks that's for sharing. A, that's a little seed. That's it. Yeah. And that seed yeah. now is there. And I go, thanks for sharing. And then now all of a sudden Mike goes outside, he goes a week later, someone comes across him or some woman meets him and says, wow, you know, it's not that you're, you're good looking physically. You have this charisma about you and your voice. And all of a sudden Mike is seen for the first time by a mm. woman, mm -hmm. not the and I'm over here and Mike calls me and goes, Chris, uh, this, this girl invited me to yoga. <laughs> like I'm going to yoga twice a week. You changed yeah. my life. That one question you asked me, man, changed my life. Thank you so much, brother. And I get that all the time. And it's, it's one of the greatest things. So those, those are definitely different ways to navigate the waters of that deep unconscious mind. 
Yeah, I love that because you're you're actually requesting permission and then what you give them is a gift rather than you're shouting your opinions or judgments mm-hmm. at the person, which is always going to be met with a shield. Yeah, exactly. Um, and exactly. it reminded me of a post that you had recently that was so wonderful. Um, and I was hoping you could touch on, um, you know, what you're talking about is obviously uh, everyone is at a different stage of learning. And you actually had a post on the four different stages of learning. And I was hoping that you could just go into those a little bit. I think this is going to be a great tool for someone listening to, you know, have as a self-assessment tool, like even just asking the question as you're talking about questions are important. Where am I at? Yeah, absolutely. Where do I stand in whatever topic? Um, Mm. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I, I actually learned this concept, um, one from my partner, and we both learned it through um, Kevin Trudeau. I believe that's the name. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Kevin Trudeau. Um, he's actually been like jailed for sharing secrets that are very powerful, like what I'm about to share. Um, and he's talking about the different stages of learning, how we go through different stages of learning through awakenings. And the first one, just so I make sure we have, a, I got them written down too. I want to make sure everyone gets the right information. It's unconscious incompetence. And the first one, that stage is where maybe you're unaware that you're unaware. Mm-hmm. And I might be triggering. It's like, oh, I know everything. Don't tell me I'm not aware. Let me break it down. So when, we, when we're unaware of being unaware, most of the times our life has been predicated off something at an early childhood. From our one to seven years old, that's when the subconscious is being programmed. That's why children are such a, a, a primary example of being able to manipulate at an early age through cartoons, through sounds, through um, smells, through tastes, through foods. And now we're becoming more aware that maybe not all those things are the best. So that's when we're a child. We've taken those things, and Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this, we take this and we bring it now to the present moment but we're unaware of it because we were never aware at the beginning. So that's kind of the first stage is just for the first time in your life, you might say, and it might be hard. I don't know anything. I don't know. Like, I really don't know why I work out seven days a week. I really, I really don't know why I'm eating 5,000 calories a day. I don't know why I'm waking up a certain time and doing something this guy told me to do. I don't even know why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that right there, yeah. Like not knowing that you should even care or not understanding that like fast food maybe isn't the best. Like some people don't even, I didn't even know I should care about food. I didn't even know the difference. Exactly. And then it goes to the next stage, which is conscious incompetence, which now you know that you are not unaware. And that's what I had in my, my start of my awakening. At first, before December 2017, I had no idea I was unaware. I just thought this was life. YOLO. Only live once. That's all I know. You know, hey, Monday through Friday, I'm going to make it to the weekend, not the strong end of my life. And then here comes Monday again. And next thing you know, back on the loop. Well, now that next stage, conscious incompetence, we now know that we don't know. And that's the greatest gift because I always say that allows you to learn everything. And that's where many people's journey starts. And now they get curious about Mimi's podcast. They get curious about, you know, that book that your uncle gave you when you were 20. You're like, I'm never going to read this. And now it's like staring at you and it's calling you to open it up, right? So we go through that stage. And then the second one, just to make sure I got it, conscious competence is when you know that you know how to do something and that it's going to take some effort. And that's where we talk about the inner work. We know now, we've gone from I never knew and I don't know that I don't know. 
to now I know that I don't know to now that I know and I know that it's going to take some work. Yeah. yeah. And that's the shedding. That's the cleansing. That's the detoxing. That's the life changes. Like Chase said, it's the process of elimination, not addition always. That's, that's the letting go of the old, detaching. And it, it, not to having, you know, blow it out of proportion, but for some, it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of work. And again, pause right there. What does the word work mean to you? Does it trigger you? Oh, work hard. Ooh. Like, oh, work, work, work 80, 80 hours a week. Ugh. Well, what about work on your craft? Oh work on your business. Ah, that, that all of a sudden just yeah. that switch. So whatever that word work is, if it triggers you, change it to calls to action, change it to how can I embody? How do I know the different ways that I can start embodying what I do now know? And then the last one is unconscious competence is you know how to do something and it becomes second nature. Mm. And, I, and, I, and what happens is, and people mess with me, how Chris, why you're, you're so this and this and you speak so well. And they just see as if I was always that. And they didn't know who I was years ago. They didn't know who I was two years ago. And I'm like, guys, you're seeing X, Y, Z. And my partner gets this a lot. They see X, Y, Z. And then they're at ABC. I like to share D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T. That's the fun part. Yeah. That ABC is the starting. The X, Y, Z is not even the finish. Because I don't think there's ever an end, obviously. But most people put that timeline as at the end. And for this last one, the unconscious competence, it's now... All of a sudden, those words of limiting beliefs are now non-existent. Your affirmations have now overpowered those limitations, right? The, the diet, the lifestyle you're taking, the food you used to love on Saturday mornings or a hangover is now, oh, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't even smell it anymore. Like, I can't yeah. even get near it. And I'd rather go through it for a celery juice. It's like, what? It's just second nature. And that's the stages of learning. Unaware of being unaware, knowing you're not aware, and then knowing that what you need to do to take those action steps and then having it be second nature. Yeah. So it's like different letters of the alphabet. So yeah, that's from uh, Kevin Trudeau talks about it um, and a lot of other teachers. And I just really try to mold it into the words that can really empower somebody and excite somebody. Not like, Oh, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do it. You articulate it very well. It, you know, not unlike the, the hero's journey to some degree. Yeah. Call to action. Um, you, you taste the elixir of life, but that's still not even the end, right? You have to bring it back um, into the world. And that's, I mean, that's the point. So many of us get these little, these little windows, these little snippets, these little downloads of something that, Oh my God, I figured it out. I got the, I got the elixir. Um, but then it's knowing that there's, a battle or the work mm-hmm. uh, ahead to bring that back and gift it to the world and to, and to yes. create that unconscious competence mm-hmm. um, of delivering the good news or the elixir um, to those who, who are ready for it. Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm going to share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. But first, when it comes to flavors, In my opinion, the best combination to start with is the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. 
With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to OrganifiShop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you. I just saw an alphabet go right for me to the camera and like the A through Z journey, the hero's journey. I just see like a log that's swinging back and forth, that pit mm -hmm. you got to jump over. And it's like, I'm terrified, but then flip it. Hold on. Hold on. Flip it. Sleep on it. Pause. Take it up. Take a deep breath. Well, okay. Now what things can I learn to now avoid the log, yep. to jump yep. over that puddle, to now step aside from the trap, to now see it and then be it. And that's where, like I was talking about at the beginning of this was like embracing that rough journey ahead, which is as rough as you make it, you know? So yeah, that was it. awesome. Awesome. Mm. What I was going to say is, um, you know, this, <laughs> it seems like, uh, we talk about this all the time, but like fitness and nutrition is such a beautiful like mirror or analogy for bigger grander concepts mm -hmm. um, that may be like multi-dimensional and might be hard to grasp or understand yeah. but like for a lot of people um it sounds like you know for you and definitely for us uh really becoming aware and getting to areas in our life where i feel like i have some level of unconscious competence and one of those sure. areas is um you know listening to my body when it comes to like food and nutrition and um maybe like how i move my body um but for both of us it started with fitness and nutrition um, and just feeling better and getting, mm. getting, because it's so hard, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's so hard to reach for enlightenment, enlightenment when you have, you know, mold in your body or Lyme or parasites. And you're just like, I just don't even feel good. So it's mm. like, if, if anyone's listening where you're like, I can't even worry about, I can't worry about all that other stuff they're talking about because I don't even feel good. Yes. That's yeah, a, point. that's a, that's a great starting point because you're building in reps on how do I, how do I even first ask the question, where am I unconsciously incompetent? 
mm-hmm. where, and just like letting, letting your brain go to work, it will find areas or it'll bring people or websites or emails or, or Instagram posts into your awareness if you mm-hmm. ask it to. Mm-hmm. And so asking that question first in the, in the space of health and, and wellness, um, apart from any other like enlightenment, you know, topics or whatever, yeah. because we really do. I think that there is such validity to feeling good in your body. And then from there, letting that grow into the chakra system and, and your, your consciousness and expanding your entire life. If you don't know where to start, start with your body and nutrition. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, that's where my, my journey did start. And I oh. knew, and it's, it wasn't like I was going around saying, I don't feel good. Cause when I thought I didn't feel good, as long as I look good, that means I felt good. Right. And that's the confusion and the illusion. If because you look at me on paper and you look at me on a, I mean, I was I was top 10 on, on to be on The Bachelor in 2017. It was it was wow. wild. I had to submit photos, shirtless wow. photos, shirt photos on the beach. And underneath all that, again, years before that, I had ulcerative colitis, I had acid reflux. Um, I was a mess internally, health-wise, but mm-hmm. on paper, oh, healthy, lean top of the shape, you know, this, this, but again, I wasn't aware that I was unaware of, I wasn't healthy. My blood was stagnant. My lymphatic system was sluggish. My colon was backed up. Uh, My muscles were inflamed, not swole. (laughs) Guys, I literally, I, 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 I say this from experience, being a personal trainer, studying the body, studying nutrition, studying anatomy, researching all of the best exercise, recovery therapies, nutritional therapies, trying every diet in the book. The term swole, is a very confusing term. Yeah. For me, that was big muscles. Now it's a lot of inflammation and it's hard. It's a lot of inflammation, a lot of mucus, a lot of um, uh, swollen acid in the body um, that swells up. And on paper, on, on film, oh my gosh, I want to be that guy. If I just pulled their skin back, we're running for the hills. I mean, yeah. it is, it's gnarly. It is gnarly and is gnarly. And that's one of the greatest things. And you great point of before any of these other things, maybe you want to try to change, like, you know, the, the subconscious mind is just start changing and cleaning the little things in your body. You're yeah. just cleaning your vessel, cleaning your ship, cleaning your starship that allows energy to flow in. And now the things you're hearing on Mimi's podcast is going to resonate a little bit more because that brain doesn't have aluminum as much. The brain is the pineal gland is not calcified. The brain um, is not dehydrated, right? The water that we drink and how dehydrated most of us are. A lot of people talk about nutrition. And, you know, for those that, that see my page, I love water because water is a nutrient. It's a mm-hmm. macronutrient. It, it is an unresolved one because there's no really taste. There's no really calories. There's no really nutritional vitamins or minerals, depending what water you get. It's just kind of water. And that's a huge, yeah. huge thing for your health because nutrition is key. Exercise is key. And the dot that connected for me, I asked people, how many days in a year or how many days in a month do you skip an exercise? Oh, well, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days, have a cheat day, lazy day. I said, okay, well, how many days do you have, you know, binge meals? When do you have your cheat meals? I, well, you know, Sundays are my days. And then I ask him, how many days have you gone without drinking water? Oh, well that, no, I drink water every day. I do that all the time. And I go, focus on that first. Mm. Ask yourself, what is it that water's doing to you? Why is hydration important? How can you be hydrated? Back to the why and the how. So I really kind of fill in that little gap because like you said, you see a word a thousand times, you eat a meal three times a day or however many times you're eating, you work out five, six, seven times a week. 
but we forget that we drink water every single day since we've been born. Yeah. So why yeah. not talk about it? That's a beautiful segue because I've seen on your page and other people's that I I respect in the health space, um, I want to say it right, Kangen water? <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, Got it. I would love to hear, and if you could share um, a little bit with our listeners, yeah. why, why this water is so magical and what makes it different than the water that comes out of the tap. I love it. The why and the how. The why and the how. I love it. Why is it important? How is it different? Love it. So backtrack a couple of years ago when I was 26 years old and I came back from playing professional ball in Mexico. The last month I was there, I got really sick. Um, I was admitted to the hospital. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. I had ulcers throughout my colon. Uh, I had horrible acid reflux. Um, I think they're saying I could potentially develop GERD, which is gastro like I forget the acronym for it. Um, I was getting eczema on my elbows and my groin. I had uh, hay fevers, which were or hay fever, like allergy attacks, like to a point where I was like, felt like almost incapitated. And I've had those in college with allergies. I had chronic inflammation from multiple surgeries, broken bones, 20 sprained ankles, ligament tears, um, fractures, ACL surgeries. Uh, my nickname growing up was Ice Pack. I was always hurt. I was always <laughs> inflamed. I was literally, I had Ice Pack written on my shoes as a joke because I was always in the training room and I was literally, I'm almost addicted to ibuprofen and Tylenol. Um, I would put my body through uh, the ringer and just go numb it, medicate it, or eat a pizza to, to wash those emotions away. And that's where water came into my life. And I started drinking this water that I really had no idea about. I was actually resistant to it because my partner, Jilly, who at Water Priestess, she's the one who showed it to me. She said, I don't know what kind of how to explain this to you, but would you be open to, she asked me, would you open to drinking this water? And I said, no, leave me alone. I have my Brita filter. There's no such thing as magic water. There's no such thing as alkaline water. Thank you. Uh, you're a great friend, but just let's just keep it to what we know that works. And I had my Gatorade, my Brita filter, my Powerade, my pre-workouts. And that's when I went to Mexico and I got sick and I came home and I called her up. I said, I'm a mess right now. I, it's hard to admit this. You said something about magic water. Can you bring two gallons and leave it on my porch? Don't ask. I don't, I'm because I know she was just like kind of laughing when I, when I kind of submitted to it. And that's when my life changed. Those two gallons on my front doorstep was the beginning of a whole new journey for me. And which I believe truly that really sparked my awakening years later because of all the water that was changing in my body. A couple of weeks later, within a few days, I started cleansing because this water has many different properties. Um, it's easier to absorb. So it's, it's small water. It's micro clustered structured water that your body can absorb. Um, a question I like to ask people, you know, Chase, how much water do you drink? I drink a gallon a day. And I'll, okay, Chase, can I ask you another question? Okay, how much do you absorb of that gallon? And it's like, for the first time in their life, they're asked a question that now confuses them and goes against their current belief. And it's like, well, wouldn't I absorb the whole gallon? And then I go, how? Left brain. Um, I drink it? Why? <laughs> You know, and, and it really gets people thinking. And this is the process I went through. So I started cleansing. Um, I was ability, able to absorb water more efficient, effectively. And then I learned through information and education that this water contains antioxidants. More antioxidants in a day's worth in one glass than a whole day's worth of fruits and vegetables. And that's according to, yeah, that's according to our... Um, medical advisor uh, of Enagic, the company that makes this. 
And we basically are now becoming aware that antioxidants are anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, and anti-oxidizing. So I think, you know, green tea and blueberries, it's a common antioxidant. When you say water, it's like people think, what? What are you adding to it? Mm. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. You're, it's just activating it. You're, you're adding nothing. It's the electrolysis process, this ionization, which is a Incredible. It's been around since the 1900s. It's just been kind of kept quiet for a while. Um, Eastern medicine is using it. Japan, the European Union, um, throughout Asia, uh, Asia and China and uh, South America. A lot of places are. America's just kind of last to the show, so to speak. And all these antioxidants started flushing my system out. Now, not going to just spar you the details, but remember, I had colitis. I had gastrointestinal issues. I was passing things that you would think comes from a horror movie. Like oh. full on purples wow. and yellows, plaque, um, parasites. Oh, it was deep. Damn. And I was drink. I went right at it. I drank almost one to two gallons a day for a month, and uh, allergies disappeared within a few days. Um, I slept the second night. I slept thirteen hours straight through five alarms because I've never <laughs> been so relaxed. Wow. Um, and, and for those watching. I'm not saying this will happen to you. Remember, I was in athlete mode. I went all for it. I was chugging this stuff. And usually you drink it slow to start your detox process. Sure. But with the abundance of antioxidants, which is hydrogen, um, through the uh, pretty much the structure of, of tiny water, easier to absorb, and then it's naturally alkaline. And here's another important, important thing for those watching. And I, I, I learned this a few years ago and it blew my mind. Everywhere you're seeing now, it's like the alkaline diet and the alkaline lifestyle and alkaline water. Now, here's the thing, some people are gonna say, well, Chris, you know, my friend told me this, or I read on this blog, or my doctor said alkaline water is bad, and I absolutely agree. And that might sound weird for those listening, because wait a minute, don't you drink alkaline water? The water that I choose to drink in this Kangen water is electrolyzed reduced water. It's alkalized, and here's the difference. If you go to a store and you pick up an Essentia bottle, right? You look on the back and there's an ingredients list. For those of you that are watching, the first ingredient on the ingredients list is the most abundant in the product, right? So the first ingredient on Essentia, for example, not to bash them, but just to share the, what it is, it's sodium bicarbonate. And if those of you don't know what it is, it's baking soda. Yep. So they're literally putting baking soda in water that hopefully is filtered, we don't know, in plastic, that is now being shipped across the world in hot crates. And this baking soda is going to start building up in your system over time. And it's going to start messing with certain things like stomach acid, kidney stones, and more. And so that's why doctors are saying alkaline water is bad. And I go, yes, I know. That's why this is different. <laughs> and it's alkalized. So this goes through an ionization process, um, which is a medical grade product. Um, it's been around for 45 years. Thousands of doctors around the world are using it for their patients. Um, the top five doctor in the world, Dr. Hiromi Shinya, um, he discovered the endoscopy and the colonoscopy. So he kind of knows about the tummy. Number one thing he recommends is this water. And so I started learning all this, not only learning it, but experience it with my detox. In four years now, it's been since I've had my machine and I've had my water. I haven't been sick once. I've been to the doctor's office maybe twice for a check-in. I don't have allergies anymore. Mm. Um, I've never had a cold, never really had a fever. Um, my recovery, lactic acid in my body is pretty much non, not non-existent. It's just from 80% lifting heavy to now about 10% and it's flushed out immediately. Mm. Um, I sleep better than ever. Um, energy's through the roof. It's helped me get off coffee. It's helped me wean off stimulants. Mm. Um, no more, I take no more over-the-counter medications and I didn't change my diet. 
I didn't change my workout routine. I didn't change anything except the water I was drinking. And like Chase said, I started eliminating all those other beverages that are acidic, inflammatory, oxidizing us, labeled in plastic. Um, and I, I, for those watching, maybe you're going, what about distilled water? What about RO water, right? What about those kind of things? I see those are great starts and hear me out. Remember that's ABC. Some people think those are XYZ. And I'm not here to say Kong is even XYZ, right? It's, it's all a journey we're learning about. I call it the water ascension process. Distilled water and filtered water and RO systems are great because they filter the water, but yet it lacks life. It lacks mm -hmm. minerals. It lacks the good stuff. And then we put that in. And, and you could research this. Water is conscious. Water is looking for balance. And when there's no life in the water, it's going to look to take from you and there's studies to prove that and it's that just blew my mind so now i'm putting in clean filtered pre-filtered whatever thing you got to do for your water source that's the beginning you can do ro systems and then you put it through this machine and and mimi your second question um is how does this work the water goes through this machine it's a medical device and and again i'm i'm, I'm reason i'm kind of pausing in between because i've gotten these questions for four years Oh, is this natural? Uh, this isn't natural. This I'd rather go for a spring up in the mountains at Mount Shasta and get water. My first question is not everyone has access to that. Yeah. Not everyone lives by these places. God bless like the ability you can do that. Send me some. I'd love to have some Mount Shasta water. At the end of the day, though, there's millions of people who are still drinking dishonesty. I say Dasani, dishonesty, or they're drinking Evian, which is naive spelled backwards. There's so much word magic going around. <laughs> Have you ever looked at it? Is Evian is spelled naive backwards? It's so wild. It's smart, it's smart water. It's, it's full of acid and is oxidizing. Sounds yeah. dumb water. I mean, it's just, it's right there. So for those asking if it's natural, my question is this. Do you mind if I share perspective? Tell me, do you think this is natural when lightning strikes the planet or the oceans thousands of times a day and it gives the earth an electric charge? Well, yeah. These machines basically take that concept and put it in a box that you can have for you and your family because you're worthy of it. And they go, oh. <laughs> it makes sense. I guess it makes sense, right? Yeah. So it goes through this ionization process. The water molecules split. Um, and there's tons of science that's backing this and it's coming out slowly and slowly as we're going to see it's been around for so long. And as these water molecules split and there's so much chemistry, but just to summarize it, it splits into alkaline forming water, quote unquote, alkalized, right. And acidic forming water, which goes down the discharge drain. So you're getting mm -hmm. the best, what you can in your glass. And then it was really cool just to tie it all together. Some of us think water is just used for drinking. Some of us think water is just used for washing our hands and taking a shower. And yet there's so many ways water can be used. And so the machine, I call it like kind of a matrix breaker, uh, so to speak, because you now don't need to buy Windex anymore. You don't need to buy bleach and cleaners anymore. Uh, you don't need to buy like maybe toxic beauty products with sulfates and perfumes and mm. uh, parabens anymore because the water, this machine and its ability, water is multidimensional. Water can be steam. It can be gas. It can be liquid. It can be plasma. Well, it can also change phs it can change the potential of hydrogen because of this machine and its technology and so now you can change simply hitting a button on a screen and you can get water that is so strong it can emulsify oil you can get water that is so strong it can actually um, kill over a hundred bacterial organisms in less than 30 seconds salmonella e coli staph MRSA strep throat um, bacteria viruses not going to say the full word but you guys get what i'm saying yeah. um, and then you can hit another button and it makes topical beauty toner for your skin and it pretty much if the whole world had one 
you'd probably would have about 10 different industries completely irrelevant wow. because, water, because water can replace it all. Damn, dude, you got me on fire. Yes. For water. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. And, then, and, here's, and here's the last little thing, what Chase just said, you guys, when you hear the word water, take out the word water, put in Chase. Mm. Chase is on fire. Yeah. Chase is, yeah. It resonates because you are water. water. 75%, so 60% of that are more at the cellular level, intracellular, the rest extracellular, and then molecular wise, 99% we are water at the quantum level. That's why they always say, even zoom out now, I know it's a little flow here, but that one water drop, science, quantum physics is proving a drop of water can contain more information than all technology out today. That's man-made. One drop of water. We're going to have you on to uh, back on to have just an episode about water. Mm. We, we, ha we had one a little bit way back episode two, but we need a refresh because I, I can tell that this is just scratching the surface. Yeah. And um, I really, I really do want to eventually just have a, a whole, because you're so passionate about it and you have so much knowledge and also it's so important for all of us so and important. i really want to give that its own like full sure. episode if you open to it um, absolutely and you said number two yeah yeah so confirmation um my favorite number is two my partner's favorite number is two i was number two in college i was born on 522 uh, <laughs> number one there you go one two one two punch i was born on 522 at 1022 which is 22, 22 military time. So I was born on five, two, 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 two. And uh, there's two other things that twos came in. So when you said episode two, my whole body just act like just completely screamed. Yes. That, I just had to share that. The two is a powerful number for me and my partner. So I love it. Next, next time you come on, we're talking about water and numbers. <laughs> there you go. Water, numbers, and words. All of it. We're born five days apart. This is, it's, it's too real. That is. Really? Yeah. What was your birthday? May 27th, you're, you said wow. five. May 22nd, May 22nd, there we go. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Reflection. so where, um, where could someone who wants to learn more about the Kangen system, could they just follow you on Instagram? Um, because I, I know we're going to revisit this, but obviously we need yeah. to be uh, aware of your time and everything. Sure. Um, can they just follow you on Instagram? Where do they go? Yeah, good, good question. So Instagram is great at come out better. Um, you can message me, send me a direct message. Um, I, I get tons of messages. I'll do my best to find you there. If not in my bio, there's a link tree and it has more information. There's a short video about the water demo. Um, there's like a little type form that you can submit if you want to learn more. Um, and there's also a, a space where you can actually schedule time to, to schedule a call with me. And so those are all there. And then for website wise, if you guys want to check out wakewaterco.com, um, we were always upgrading it and adding as much as we can with what we can share. Um, again, and I say that because this water is so powerful, we have to be mindful of what we share, that we're not claiming, that we're not, you know, assuring that this doesn't cure this and that, right? So for those that are watching, use discernment, use your own lens, but on wakewaterco.com, um, there's tons of great information you can start diving into. Um, and it'll just, just start resonating because at the end of the day, people just don't have this awareness or education, just like I didn't. And I was so against it for eight months saying no thanks. But then when I woke up to it, and ever since those two gallons were left on my front doorstep, my life's never been the same. So come out better, type form link tree, and then wakewaterco.com was our good starts. 
Mm-hmm. We'll have all of those links um, in the show notes for you guys. Awesome. And um, quickly, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you um, yeah. to kind of tie the episode in a nice little bow. I know we could all talk for probably four more hours. But, <laughs> Um, you know, the, the medicine podcast is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And, um, I would, we would love to hear from you. What for you right now feels like first medicine for your body right now? Medicine for my body. Slowing down, slowing down in a day right now where everyone's going so fast, Mm -hmm. um, less is more definitely slowing down. And when that slowing happens, it's that whole nervous system thing with the parasympathetic resting, taking, giving yourself a day off, not because you need to or feel you have to, because you choose to choosing to do things in your life. I I chose to be on this podcast, choosing consciously, you know, conscious competence, choosing these things to do and making those choices. I'm going to choose to read this book right now. I'm going to choose to take a break think I might read, hopefully. I might go take a break, eh, but I'm not sure. Start making choices. Choose to slow down, choose to rest, choose to make changes, choose to eliminate things, and really let that word I choose become more than I try, I hope, I need, I may, I think, I can possibly choose. And we affirm and we choose that slowing down becomes slower, time phase, and you're now back into that present moment, which is where you're always really perfect to begin with. So choose more, less is more. Mm-hmm. What about for your mind right now? What feels like medicine? For my mind? Mm. For the mind, obviously no mind is the best mind, the monkey <laughs> mind. I would say right now with the energy that's going on in the world for my mind, nature, and here's why, and here's why. Not because nature, because of trees and butterflies, because of geometry. Right now, I'm looking at a screen that's a square. My iPhone's a square. My camera's a square. It puts us in a mental box. It's the mental matrix. Buildings are squares. Telephones are squares. Everything's a square, it seems, in this world. An airplane, you look down and everything's gridded. It's creepy. Yeah. Like a microchip board. So yeah. the mind becomes the microchip board, that human operating system, and we get caught in this mental matrix, the mind, the box, the cube, so to speak. Nature, I don't remember the last time I saw a square in nature. Yeah. And those different shapes and patterns allow the brain to get into that right brain, which is now more an open space, which we no, no longer need to chase, and we get to remember that everything is already here right now. And that right there takes us out of that matrix, zoom out, and takes us into this infinite space, not a box. No so prayers in nature. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to need to be an audio clip that we see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it. Yeah, absolutely. What about for your relationships? Whatever that looks like to you, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's all relationships, whatever comes to mind first. Uh, what feels like medicine for your relationships? Space. That was fast. Space. Space. We, 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 uh, me and my partner, we've known each other for 12 years, and maybe those are in marriage for years or been in a relationship for a long time, maybe just a few weeks. It's always important that relationships aren't attachments. They're not something where you're dependent on the other. It seems so simple, right? We forget sometimes even physical space could have some kind of energetic headbutting. I could be sitting right next to my partner on a couch 
and I might feel her and all of a sudden I might get a little stressed or I could feel her getting, you know, in her download world. The moment I stand up and maybe go outside, my field clears, right? So space is so important. Not that you've got to run away from your partner, not that you got to get away from them. It's just, hey, I'm going to go choose to go maybe sleep in another bed tonight. And to most people, it's like, what are you doing? Are you guys about to break up? Are there fights going on? No, we love each other unconditionally. Space just helps us integrate. And then when we do come together, we can merge instead of kind of bounce off each other like bubbles. It's like we're relationships. We tend to want to kind of combine bubbles. I see it as just bubbles that come and merge and come and expand together. Um, so not even words or anything, just having that space, whether it's just taking a day to yourself, going out to the, just by yourself. Um, that definitely has helped tremendously creating some space just mm -hmm. like internally. Mm -hmm. That's great. And making it a choice, not a choice. You're growing apart, like unconsciously that it's exactly like you're doing this for your relationship. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. So communicate it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so much goodness in here. And I know the, per the everyone listening, they're hopefully taking notes, mm -hmm. <laughs> mental notes, but um, yeah. I, I know we've, we've both just enjoyed talking to you so much. And I think that the listeners will have a lot to take away and to mm. chew on. And I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time. I know you're a busy man and hopefully we can get you back um, to create that water, that water episode. Yep. Um, so this is part one of many. Yeah. Uh, in my, in my healing masculine, I want to tell you that I love you. Chris. <laughs> I love you too, brother. Yeah, man. You're my twin. <laughs> on here. Yeah. I love it. When I was listening to you, I'm like, am I like, maybe that's why I, I am drawn to the message that you put out because there is some level of like sameness between my partner and then what I see in you. So yeah. um, that's it's really cool. But yeah, thank you so absolutely. much. Um, I am so grateful to you. And um, is there anything else that you want to share that you're that you're particularly excited about that you're doing? Um, anything like that 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 you want to leave the listener with? Yeah, I mean, Chase, you've even magnet both of you magnetized me, and now I even li live even closer to you guys. So I just got a little bit closer. So you guys pulled me to you, so that's already happening. And uh, also, I know we didn't really touch much, but Mimi, information that Mimi has about mushrooms, adaptogens, everything she just asked me, physical, mental, emotional, mushrooms are amazing. Mushrooms are so powerful. Growing up, I ordered pizza. All I ordered was mushrooms and black olives. I was obsessed with mushrooms. I don't know what it was. My grandma would make me four boxes of sautéed mushrooms that would be half my plate growing up as a kid. And from a lion's mane um, to reishis, to chaga, to the psilocybin, all good stuff. So again, Mimi, your content and Chase, same thing with you as well. Like your guys' information that you put out, millions are gonna be looking, I don't wanna say need, but will be looking at avenues to heal with the modalities you're providing. So thank you for that um, tremendously, so powerful. And then the last thing, I guess, going forward, you, everyone watching, for me in my world and the lens that I see, there's so much good that's in front of us. Um, right now, it might seem whew, heavy. It might seem a little consumed, you know, darkness or anxiety and stress. And I always ask people, especially fitness, I love the term. No one likes to do squats. No one likes to be at the bottom of a heavy squat. You know, we're going to break. We're shaking. We're, we're blacking out a little bit. But as we start coming up, and as that phoenix dies within us and we start rising from the ashes like the society is right now, like our systems are, like the egos and the spirit and the feminine, the masculine, gosh, 
this is just going to be a whole new world we're going to get to experience. And we get to create it collectively together, you know, with new energy systems, new uh, ways of healthcare, new healing ways, um, quantum financial systems, uh, maybe, you know, changing the, the education world, taking your power back, working from home, gardening, learning about herbs, mushrooms, adaptogens. I think going forward, focus on what you can control. There's so much you can consume. There's so much out of your control. But just like Mimi said, when you're walking down the street, instead of that trigger, meet resistance with compassion, meet it with gratitude, um, practice it, ask yourself these questions, ask the why, you know, feel the how, go through the stages of awakening, go through those stages of learning, bring it back to you and know that you're always gonna come out better, not forward, but in this present moment. And so it is. And I think that'll definitely help anchor everything that we just shared. So thank you guys both. Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, that was a, a powerful flow. I loved it. And a lot of confirmations. Thank you, Sirens. Thank you, uh, God. Thank you, all things included, water and, and such. And thank you guys both for being a light for people today. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. Thank you guys very, very much. Great. Mm, beautiful. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I know there was a ton in here for you to digest and chew through and think about. Take one thing from this into your day and uh, go spread some light. Mm -hmm. Definitely talk to you next time. Thank you again for joining us and uh, we'll see you later. Beautiful. Okay, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. And if you have a recommendation for a podcast guest or topic, you can always email themedicinepodcast at gmail.com. Remember, there's no E at the end of medicine. And let us know your big idea. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, cheers, boo.